Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Welcome to Wednesday Wins. We're talking all about the wins and successes and uh, failures in part of our, our guests today, but also actions you can take to get started on your journey or level up kind of where you're at in your investing journey. Uh, so we're super excited to bring you that, that content. Don't forget to jump on social media and reach out to us, Investories Pod, uh, on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, link in the comments. Uh, below and uh, yeah you know let us know how you're winning today how things are going and uh, if you're liking the new format and how do you run numbers on these deals I guess you have kind of an understanding of Phoenix and, and kind of the I guess what a insurance company would pay or what a um, kind of per bedroom would pay is that is that kind of fair to say that you've done enough uh, for them to know. I, I totally understand. With the money and the services that you provide in uh, on the insurance side of thing, uh, it sucks to say that my business, uh, Zach hates when I say this, is um, I can make any house work. Um, any house, it doesn't matter the price, uh, whatever the case is, I can make it work. Um, and I'm renting these, so there's really low risk. Uh, when you're renting the majority of these. So as long as it's, it matches all of the other criterias and the rent is at a, a, a fair price, then um, I can make any house make sense. On the sober living side, not every house makes sense. Um, sober living side, you, depending on the rent, everybody kind of knows people. If you ask them, hey, can I do a sober living? They know that they can get a little bit more than market value rents right now. So uh, I look at a property, um, again, if I'm at full capacity, I'm grossing 7000 uh, 7, So with that 7000 my overhead, um, you want to uh, adjust for 70% capacity. I'm a little bit higher than that, but on average, there's a 70% capacity. So that number that you have coming in on 70%, I think it's in the ballpark of like 47 so you want to make sure you're still making money with a gross of 47. So you have rent, um, utilities, uh, insurance for this type of business is roughly 200 a month. And then I provide supplies, which is another 200. Um, and then maintenance and all of that's another 500. So um, I calculate my overhead expenses on those with the rent and then see if it still makes sense. Um, I like to make at least uh, a thousand on that number, but, uh, I have taken on some smaller properties and knowing at 70%, I can make 500, but obviously at full capacity, I'm making 2,500. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And also getting control of that asset, right? Which is the, the cool part of it. Um, so that, that's really interesting. Um, in terms of, uh, let's talk about tenants in terms of attracting tenants and then qualifying tenants what do, what does that process look like when it's a um i guess that's more for sober living when it's a sober living facility 
both of them, you're you're qualifying. There is uh, on the behavioral insurance side, there is an intake process. Uh, not you can't take every insurance. You only take a very few. But again, there's there's a process. You have to make sure that you're going to fit within the home. Uh, they call. They give a little bit of their history. How long have they been sober? That type of thing, and uh, make sure that they're going to be a good fit and see if our program is something that they would be looking for. Same thing with the sober living. Um, we take them, they, they just have to be sober. They can't, um, we drug test. As soon as they come in, we drug test and we have requirements in the house. There's house rules. You have to do this, this, and this. Are you okay with that? Um, and then we have to make sure that they stick to our rules and make sure that they are uh gaining progress in their journey. If they come to us with no job, you're waking up at 7 a.m. and you're going job searching. But we also help in both companies. We help them uh, with resume building. Uh, we help them get interview closed. We help them do a question, a little feedback back and forth on some of the questions that they may be asking and how you should answer those. And we have, now that I've been established for a good, a good while, I have close connections with other nonprofits and uh, companies that are hiring like crazy. So I can make a quick phone call and get them a job relatively quickly. That's so cool, I love that, that's so cool. Um, that talk about waking up and feeling uh, like you're making a difference every day, I, I think that's that's admirable. Um, so that that's super interesting. In in terms of the hardest lessons learned then from from this, let's start with that. So what are your I guess the first one is what what are the biggest myths that you've kind of um you you've kind of found on the way that you or busted on the way of of your kind of journey? Uh, the biggest myths, I mean, it's uh I knew that I knew the truth to this, but a lot of People, um, a lot of landlords and all of these things, they think that their house is going to get destroyed and uh, I don't want to rent to ex-drug addicts and things along those nat uh, along the nature of that. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. In my, in my house, you have to do chores every single day. There's room checks every single day. They have to do the yard maintenance. They have to keep up with things. And a lot of these guys are handy. You have painters and electricians and plumbers that live within your house and uh, they take pride in the house and they want to see the house look good. They want to live in a good environment. And what we give them, we go above and beyond. We have pool tables. We have movie theaters. We have jacuzzis, pools. Um, and they take pride uh, in these homes. So the big myth is, oh, I don't want to rent to them. And it's uh, couldn't be farther than the truth. You can walk into any of my houses at any given time and I wouldn't break a sweat because I know that the houses are going to look amazing and these guys uh, we're giving them a chance so they're motivated and they're ready to do the right thing they think that we're like big terror the our biggest enemies are going to be the neighbors because once they catch wind and they see all the in and out they're like oh no it's them people but I mean I've never had any problems in any of my houses with any of the neighbors um, I had two guys horse playing, put an elbow through a wall and the guy happened to do freaking drywall and fix it himself. And I was like, yeah, that's like the biggest thing that's ever happened. Um, but in the, in the behavioral health world, the biggest myth, um, can't think of a myth, but everybody says it, it's extremely hard and all of these things. But again, if you're motivated, you have a passion and um, you have goals, you can make anything happen. 
That's awesome. No, I really appreciate the the candidness of that. And I think, you know, from from my perspective, yeah, I had all those uh, misconceptions in terms of it means this and it's this and problems and you know you get problem tenants right it's a it's a it's a bit of a roll the dice isn't it when you have someone in you can vet them um extreme vetting of of drug tests and and kind of the rules and 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 the regulations around that is is super interesting um that, that that's kind of there in in place to kind of help sometimes uh when people say that to me and i'm like Oh, so you, how long have you been a landlord? I was like, your tenants never mess up your house. And they're like, well, well, and I was just like, can you put somebody that lives there to monitor all those tenants to make sure they don't mess up your house? Oh no. Well, I, I have a manager at my house that monitors everything for you. We do chores every day, X, Y, Z. And they're like, Oh, and I was like, yeah, you can walk in anytime. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, my my first apartment I lived in in the US, um, so about seven years ago, um, super nice area, nice ish apartment, kind of, you know, a little older, but, you know, good neighbors, except for one neighbor who, uh, you know, woke us up one night, three o'clock in the morning with his girlfriends on the front of the car. He's trying to drive off. There's fighting, there's fists. And it's like, yeah, it's just it's it's a pure it's a roll of the dice, isn't it? So, uh that's always always funny um in in terms of i guess looking back looking at where you are now and looking back at where you were uh 10 years ago what's kind of the what's the kind of lesson or thread or what lesson would you give or what um advice would you give yourself sort of 10 years ago um i mean i i love the journey that i'm uh, on right now so i wish i would have started the mindset thing and the real estate thing a lot sooner um, I would be a hundred times uh, further, but I'm a firm believer. You go through uh, everything that you go through to get you to where you're at right now. And I mean, um, myself 10 years ago, I knew I could be successful. But what I tell people, again, I'm a high school dropout, three-time felon, uh, ex-drug addict, homeless multiple of times. I didn't let that define me. I started where I'm at right here and moved forward. And um, I not a single time did a felony uh, hinder me from getting a job or creating my own business or buying a home or being an investor. So um, don't let your past define you. If you're you're contemplating, start now. Uh, the number one investment that you can do is in yourself, um, money towards books, uh, mentors, whatever field that you're trying to get into pay for that mentor, pay for that book and actually study. But more than that is actually putting in the action. And that is crucial. I love that. Patrick, that's, that's so true. And um, Kyle, my co-host has a, has a sign on his wall that says failure is an option. Right. And I, I think building on that is, is failure is an option, but um, you know, it shouldn't be a limitation. I think that's really interesting. And with the with the mindset stuff, I think it's so important because I read a book um, a couple of weeks ago uh, called Relentless, which is all about the, it's uh, Tim Grover, who's who was Michael Jordan's fitness trainer and as a fitness trainer, conditioning trainer for a lot of NBA athletes. And he describes what it takes to be relentless, to be Michael Jordan, essentially, and the characteristics and I think to myself, two two years ago when I started kind of my journey on on education and not not being happy and trying to figure out what that looked like, 
I wouldn't have been receptive to that book. Whereas now I, I kind of listened to it and absorbed it and wrote tons of notes because like, this is exactly what I need right now. Um, so I think to your point is don't be afraid to, to jump into that investment, invest in yourself, read, um, and, you know, kind of don't just focus on real estate as in uh, as a as a kind of educational path but focus on the mindset and how how you apply things and i think you know miracle morning is uh certainly a uh certainly a, a, a good kind of lean into that as well definitely a good start but to even add on top of that i have a good a great mindset but then again um your your goals and your mindset can change or need to change and grow. So right now I just hired a new uh, mindset and business coach. And um, yes, I'm very successful. But again, if you want to be more successful, that's a different type of, uh, of mind frame. Now, once you like start hanging around millionaires, thinking like a millionaire and become a millionaire. But I mean, once you're a millionaire, how do you become a 500 millionaire? It's a different it's a different mindset and it's a different vision. You carry yourself a different way and it's different conversations. And it's definitely a different mindset uh, mindset shift. So you could have been where I was at and did the mindset thing and got successful. If you're stuck where you're at, there's a reason why you're stuck where you're at. And it could be that you need another shift and revisit the mindset. And um, definitely in the whole failure thing, I, I always knew I was going to succeed in anything that comes up that may be a failure. I'm glad when that happens because I just take that as a learning moment because I know anything that I do, I'm going to be able to succeed, especially if somebody else has done it before. If they can do it, I can do it. If there's a will, there's a way and I'm going to find that way. So I hit a roadblock. I just shift to the side and keep going, man. man. Love it, Patrick. Um, Patrick, thank you i want to be mindful of your time thank you so much for your time today what's the best way people can get in touch with you uh absolutely um on all social medias it is the sober investor um on all social medias you guys could uh, message me on there i'm on youtube please subscribe uh TikTok, facebook um all of those fun things uh, i do consulting and partnering guys if you guys are in other states i partner in other states i jv um, i have a investor fund that actually can purchase deals as well and i partner on sober livings teach you how to do it um, for a portion of the company or the profit or whatever that looks like so if, uh, sober livings gr any type of group home i've been able to do multiple different things group homes, behavioral, old people homes, veteran homes, all these things. And I'm also the president uh, founder of a nonprofit called Soul Revival Inc. Uh, please visit that at soulrevivalinc.org. Uh, we're doing amazing things and helping even more people um, with uh, food banks, uh, clothing, all of these, uh, just amazing, amazing things. And there's many different ways that you can proceed in the sober living space and the behavioral health space with a nonprofit that is amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, and we'll put links to all of that in the show notes uh, so people can go and go and check that out. And um, and a note on the JV thing, a lot of people are like, oh, JV, I got to give away half my deal. It's not giving it away. You're getting paid to, mentor, to get mentoring uh, is the best way I heard it described. Uh, why I put it out there, um, yes, I'm willing to JV, but I, it takes a lot of time and research. Do your research. Mm -hmm. Just send me an address. Hey, does this work for a sober living? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know your area. I don't know what city you're in. Do your research. See the regulations. Do I mean find uh, find if it's a good area. And if you think it's a good area and you've done your research, reach out to me. Uh, my time is very valuable, and um, I have everybody from everywhere that is reaching out to me. Um, so please have your ducks in a row. Um, right now, my time, like I said, my time is valuable. Um, I'm sorry if I don't get your message. If it says, hey, can I pick your brain? Hey, this. Uh, hey, how do I start this? Um, just know, do your research. Um, reach out to me um, if you've done that. <laughs> I love it. Patrick, thank you so much. Absolutely, man. John, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this has been a pleasure and um, hope to do it again soon. Of course, we'd love to have you back. And we'll be back next week. Heck yeah. Thank you for listening to the Investories Podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories Podcast.